What's up? What's up? What's up? We have so much to talk about here on the USL show. I am so pumped to be back from yesterday. Um, US mm-hmm. Open Cup, W League, ch- uh, Championship, League One. We got all the things. Um, I do want to start off on a bit of a solemn note, but I figured we'd start off with it. Um, if you haven't seen it on our Twitter account recently, I'm about to retweet it right now. But look at um, if you haven't seen uh, the news out of FC Motown, they just uh, went on to uh, the second round of the U.S. Open Cup out of really strange circumstances. But that's not really why we're talking about it. Uh, one of their players, uh, St. Clair, was in a car accident. And at last uh, update, he is still in critical condition. Um, but they have the USL community has raised over $20,000 for his family. And we want to try to see that number go up even higher. So at the very least, retweet uh, what we just tweeted out or retweet what we just posted from their Twitter account. Um, or if you have the means, please consider donating. But past that, we have a ton of Open Cup news. We have a ton of things to talk about. Let's go ahead and jump into it. But first, how's everybody doing? Phil, you doing okay, pal? I'm doing fine. You know, guys, I'm excited to talk. Now that preseason's over and the USL season's about to start, I'm just really excited to talk about some real games. You know, like, it's it's not been great results-wise in preseason for Locomotive, but, like, you can see the promises there, so I'm just really looking forward to you know talking about some previewing some real matches, you know, as we as we get into the 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 true regular season. It's okay. <laughs> we all live in a state of denial for a while. Yeah. Geo, yeah. someone else who's probably living in a state of denial at the moment. <laughs> How you doing, my man? <laughs> I'm okay, man. Uh, that was a tough game over the weekend. I was. Uh, I had the flu last week, so I had to miss it. So I was sad. Uh, I blame myself for the loss and myself only because uh, we've never lost a home opener of, of a game. I've been there. So uh, I've been uh, I've been down about it, but we're going to upset Oakland on Thursday. So all that is going to be different. Um, Alan, you, uh, you got a first win in our U.S. Cell Show Cup Derby thing i don't know uh <laughs> alan you doing okay man who'd they beat i think it was like a league one team it was all preseason okay okay um, we don't need to get just, it. Need to, um, <laughs> I, to be fair uh, i was talking with uh our captain charlie adams after the match and i said man i think el paso might be like one of the best owen four teams i've seen in a while he goes you mean better than us last year and i was like wait what Loyal went on four at the beginning last year. No one was talking about that. That was not a thing anyone <laughs> talked about. So I don't know what he was talking about. Um, I'm doing all right. Um, I have a little bone to pick with the Total Soccer Show. Uh, I was listening to one of their programs today, and um, I was very disturbed. Their intro music, so they have the four clicks at like 153 beats a minute. And then the song starts, and it's like 140. And then over the course of the song, it slows down to like 134. Like, what kind of ship are you running over there, Total Soccer <laughs> Show? Pick a tempo and freaking stick to it. Like, this intro music stuff has got like, click, 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 click. And it's like, 
come on, guys. Like, you're DCI. I pulled out a metronome on CHCPH. <laughs> do not listen to this. I pulled out a metronome on the freeway and was like, I am checking this because this is like driving me nuts. I listened to their intro music like 20 times with a metronome playing. We got we got to help the guys out, right? Like maybe just re-record the clicks at 140. Like there's a way to do this. It just makes the whole thing like agitates me. And then I have to listen to you guys talk about U.S. men's national team players. I'm like, I want to be positive going into that, not aggravated. Should we, the USL show, donate a Dr. Beat to the Total Soccer Show? We should. We should. Call Send out. out of- TSS, you heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> we got intro beef with you. <laughs> my, DM, my DMs are open. Just tweet at him right now. I'm, here. I'm tweeting right now. Um, uh, Ryan, how you doing, my man? I'm doing okay. Uh, happy to have a lot of USL and everything. And I do at least want to send a thank you to your Crystal Palace for a fantastic weekend over the break. And Phil, at least you have Liverpool to keep your spirits up. That's that's why I'm clinging to that at the moment. So <laughs> don't jinx it. <laughs> I'm trying to send out say what do we think? The US, in case you missed it, the USL show stands behind Alan Underwood as we. Uh, go to war against the total soccer show in a fight for equal beats. <laughs> Two people will get it, and that's all that matters. <laughs> oh, man. So, a little bit of news I want to talk about uh, first. Uh, the W League, they announced their playoff format. It's going to be the winners of the seven divisions get an automatic bid into the playoffs. There are eight playoff spots. Um, so the at-large spot is a wild card between the Metropolitan and the Atlantic, I think. I'm going off the top of my head. Um, basically, the two biggest divisions in League One and basically, whoever has the best record out of those two teams, um, out of the be- next best of the rest, um, gets into the uh, playoffs there. So, 18 playoffs, um, which should be pretty exciting. Um, super stoked for the W League to finally start. Uh, several girls, or yeah, a couple girls uh, from Alabama are out there, and so... Very happy for them. Very excited for them. I mean, there is a lot of quality out there and super stoked about seeing that getting played. Um, I want to talk a little bit of Open Cup before we uh, before we dive into what was League One in the championship. Um, early on, um, I kind of want to start off with Phil. Um, and talking about this Indy 11 match. Now, I understand that St. Louis is a essentially just an MLS team be, because their two team is the MLS team right now. But, I mean, I'm a little bit shocked at how bad this is. <laughs> um, can we blame Lowry, or is this just squad construction and he's just going to have to clean it up? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this exit to, I don't think we really know necessarily what St. Louis city two is, um, to be fair, but 
they've got some they've got some talented players. I mean, Juan Cousin like jumps off the score sheet, uh, scored the second for St. Louis City, and and uh, you know he's he's a veteran of of the USL ranks um, and and MLS as well. Uh, I think despite being still being pretty young. Um, but anyways, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's necessarily like a blame Lowry thing. Lowry, like, I mean, my experience and, and, you know, connection with Lowry in the open cup is he lost three nil to Ford Madison at home um, in the inaugural season for both locomotive and Ford Madison. So his record's not great in the cup. And I think with the way things have been going at Indy, I think he'll, definitely have prioritized the league um in in terms of getting getting the form back so yeah i i don't think we can read like too too much into this to be honest fair enough i mean it's it's definitely been interesting to watch this indie side and this is i guess an early i i told you so moment um it's um I'm sorry if you're listening to the podcast version of this. It Andy's bullying Alan. <laughs> um, but I mean, there's definitely my I guess my I told you so. This indie team is just not good enough. And I wanted to believe in Mark Lowry, but they're just this team is just not great. Um, some other stuff. Um League One has entered the chat when it comes to the U S open cup, is this the first time league one has played in the open cup no. or is this the second, second time 2019? Yeah. So geo, you're getting to see some teams that you've played before that you've seen before and mm-hmm. some teams that you've never seen play before. Now, mm-hmm. you know, what's kind of the ones that you've been keeping your eye on. Um, I'm I'm actually watching Des Moines play Omaha right now, and they're not playing that bad. And, and we talked earlier before the show. They have Corey Herzog uh, playing, which is a a name in USL. Um, and uh, I remember those days. Uh, but they're holding their own against Omaha. They're tied one one right now, currently in about the fifty fifth minute. Um, but uh, Charlotte Independence lost to North Carolina Fusion a little while ago. Uh, North uh, Independence was actually looking decent. You know, they have some players who have played in the top division in Colombia. They have Miguel Ibarra, uh, or yeah, 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 or yeah, and so he is an ex-US men's national team uh, star for from friendlies. Um, so they were they were kind of surprising now that they're getting together with Charlotte uh, FC getting some of their players slowed down. Um, so a lot of people were kind of curious what that was going to be like, and then they lose. So uh, it's kind of laughable at this point in my eyes, uh, the shambles of a club that they're in. Uh, but uh, I'm super excited for a lot of these games. I think we can um, maybe upset a few championship teams. I think it'll be a lot of fun to see some of those matchups. Fuego, unfortunately, beat Greenville at home over the weekend and they're playing later tonight. Uh, and so I'm excited to see what they've got against a championship team on a little bit short rest. Uh, and then you have Greenville and Oakland, uh, I rate Oakland, you know, they, they play decently against Tampa Bay Rowdies. They're not starting off so hot, but, you know, coming to Greenville, uh, on a short week also, uh, won't be easy for them as, you know, as, I don't know, they'll probably be moving their squad a lot 
and we won't have a game this weekend, so we'll go all out and try to get that win. So uh, this Open Cup is exciting. I had a lot of fun 2019 watching Greenville play. We beat Tormenta, even though they were talking crap earlier. Uh, uh, Bolt Davis was was talking, chatting a little bit too much. Um, but, uh, you know, I put him in his place. They might have beaten us the last three times. Tormento may have beaten us the last three times, but we have three finals. They have no playoff appearances. Um, but they play Charleston Battery. Uh, so that'll be a fun matchup also. So I, the Open Cup is exciting. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun following all these games. Um, Bolt, if you're listening to this, Geo's words, we do not support Geo's words. We love you, Bolt, please. <laughs> oh, I love him too. My exact words were, my exact words were, we have three finals appearances. And you, how many playoff appearances do you guys have? You guys have a nice kit and a nice bird, at least. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about this independence news, and I want to throw it over to Mr. Ryan himself, who is our residential. Uh, Charlotte FC fan. Um, I does Charlotte even have like enough players to loan? They do have uh, at least players within the academy, and I think they've used uh, they use Charlotte FC as just kind of like a holding club for a few of their players. For instance, at uh, uh, Armor and uh, Fuchs were two of the main players who actually played for uh, Charlotte Independence last season. Uh, in the lead up to the MLS side, but that's more of a, just an affiliation deal until they get MLS next uh, figured out for next season. Um, obviously, it it makes sense just kind of logistically to have a player nearby, and it's just a continuation of that partnership. But uh, yeah, this is the third uh, U.S. Open Cup in a row that Charlotte Independence has exited the uh, cup in the second round, and it's just a competition that's never really been a knack for their success. Uh, like even in the ones previous, I think they've made it no further than the third or fourth round. Man, it there's a lot there for independence, I guess, to to talk about. But like, I how many of those are good things? I, I don't know. Oh, um, by the way, um, if you're not watching this Des Moines um, Union Omaha. Union Oma or Des Moines keeper just made what could be one of the saves of the competition. That was a surefire goal that he just stopped. That was ridiculous. Um, th- yeah, I want to go a little bit farther into the Open Cup talk. Um, I We've seen Fuego now, and they shocked a lot of people. And... They are taking, just to make sure, because I don't have it pulled up in front of me, they are taking on El Paso, correct? Yep. Um, Easy win. Easy win. I mean, for... Okay, okay. For El Paso. We get it. We suck, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I will say, though, Fuego played quite possibly their best match ever in club history. (laughs) They did. So you should be... They are in form. Yeah, form of their form of their entire the form existence. of their life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Died for this. I I will say I will say like looking at the stats of that Fuego game against Greenville. I and we talked about this on on Seriously Loco. I think like the reality is I it, I don't love it because it's exactly the blueprint to play El Paso too. Like try to hit them on the break, have less of the ball, soak up pressure. Um, and I don't love that they executed it against a good Greenville team. Like that tells me that they have it, they have it kind of down 
And I'm not thrilled about facing off against a team that is going to play that like well-organized counter-attacking, like that sort of game. Um, I think, I mean, just based on, based on the stats and some of the things I saw around the Greenville game, I think Greenville are a little unlucky, like to not get something out of it. Cause they, I mean, shot creation, all that stuff. All that being said, I don't think this is a walkover for locomotive. Um, by any stretch and i think they'll be desperate to get a win too so I'm, I'm really interested to see what the team is that gets named because we've got monterey bay which should be another like must you know what is a winnable game now becomes kind of a must win and so i think they've got two games in a row now for locomotive where they just they have to get something out of this to kickstart their season that's kind of how legion feel a bit right now too i mean two points and four matches a little bit better than you know El Paso, but two I think for a lot, two two whole points better yeah. exponentially, <laughs> infinitely better. Um, but I mean, it's still one of those things that Legion feels like they're in the same way. Uh, one final comment before we go on to just kind of like our I told you so's and um, biggest shocks, Christian Cheney, what a freak of a striker. Um, it wasn't even just his finishing. His finishing was good. You know, his ability to get into space was good. But something that's not going to get talked a lot about is his defensive work was ridiculous. His ability to win duels was great. He was making just inch-perfect tackles the entire match. And maybe this is not one for one. And, John, if you're listening to this right now, um, he's probably going to cringe because I'm probably wrong. But he definitely feels like the Brian Ombi of League One, where defensively sound, an absolute pest on the ball, just, I mean, all-around player. You know what I mean? I mean, Chaney was ridiculous. And I don't think that this was a Greenville problem. I think he's going to be a nightmare for everybody in the league. Um I I also I love to see this mix of like Nisa guys and championship guys like finding this kind of like home in League One. I think it really it it also gives us kind of this like new avenue to look at these guys in Cheney with you know LA Force last year and and already with a brace in his in his debut in League One. So yeah, I think I think getting these guys into kind of a more visible league uh, in League One is it's just a cool opportunity for a lot of these players. He was so, he was a menace the whole game. He was just tracking back. Their whole team, they play for each other. They were throwing themselves on the ground. They were getting the stretcher for each other. I mean, they, <laughs> they, but no, it's all seriousness. They play well. You know, Bijev, he's a dangerous player. Uh, you know, he was playing on the wing, which I thought he was going to be more of a striker. But um, they and Valverde barely played, and he's was one of the top signings. Um, so they have a lot of untapped potential. I think Fuego could really make a run, um, especially once they start playing some home games. Today's game is a home game, I believe. It is. Also, I guess El Paso. Mm -hmm. So um, that'll be a fun game to watch. I don't think it'll be easy for either side, but that says a lot. Uh, it'll be fun. So let's go ahead and move into our uh, biggest shocks and biggest I told you so's. We're just going to do them both back to back. Uh, we're going to start with you, Ryan. I would say hey, what I found interesting from this week was we actually had three games in our predictors where only one of us 
picked that uh, correct result. That was Gio with picking a draw out of Detroit Memphis. John later had Fuego as the only one picked over Greenville. And for my I told you so, I was the only one who picked Phoenix to get a victory on the road at San Antonio. That was very much a bounce back win that Phoenix really needs to pick up a result. And that's against a very solid San Antonio team here. But uh, that was just a crucial result. And Phoenix looks good and got the result. And I'd say the one that was a little bit concerning was Tampa Bay was outplayed by Oakland. And they, yeah, they both walked away with a point shared, but it was just, it was a concern how like Tampa Bay only held on to that result though. Speaking of Tampa Bay just got that uh six nil win over the villages. Um, so that just was final. Did, did I see that right? That um, the villages keeper is a high schooler. Probably. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, all right, Alan. Uh, biggest I told you so's and biggest shockers. Um, I, I'm, my the shock is like the amount of draws and who is drawing each other was quite baffling to me. Like this is what makes early goal predictions or early game predictions so difficult. Right. And then you throw in some like random red card and then all of a sudden you get like a, a loose city drawing nil, nil to Legion. Um, you know, Pittsburgh hasn't won a, a, an away match that didn't involve a red card. Um, my biggest surprise is just like, Teams that or games that you think are going to go one way, they just surprise you and say, uh, no, we are not doing that, sir. Uh, my biggest I told you so isn't for anyone here. It's when I walked into San Diego and I said, this is going to be a tough game. This is going to be a good game. And people were like, oh, no, I'm out. oh, in four hours. I was like, no, 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 this is going to be a great game. And it was a phenomenal game. Like highs and lows. I think both supporters felt like they like, deserve something out of it. Uh, there were some great moments of def- defending. There was some great offensive moments. Uh, I think it showed El Paso's quality, especially in the second half. Like the, I told you so was this game was going to be more interesting. than I think a lot of people thought on paper uh, and Landon Donovan after the match sung high praises uh, of both Luna and uh, the team in general. He said El Paso is going to make the playoffs. Um, so he had a lot of respect for what they were doing on the pitch uh, El Paso again wins the XG game. Uh, and, you know, I, I really thought that El Paso was going to get something out of it toward the end. Um, but I think San Diego, this shows the growth in San Diego where last year this would have been a 2 1 loss or a 2 2 draw. Like that second goal would have brought them even. Like, but they're just getting more goals out of people at home than they've ever done uh, consistently. Um, so, I I was really kind of blown away with with El Paso's play, especially in the second half. And so I echo Phil's hopefulness for El Paso going forward, and happy that we caught them when they haven't quite figured it out yet. Because I think when once El Paso figures it out, they're gonna be they're gonna be a tough out, and it's gonna be they're gonna be fine. Um, if you if you need some love, Phil, like I said, San Diego went zero four last year too. So. Um, <laughs> I've been through it already. Um, so that was kind of my told you so and more toward the people who told me that this was going to be an easy walkover game because El Paso's 0-4. And then I reminded them El Paso last year was the first time they haven't made a Western Conference Finals. So um, they still have the talent. Yeah, you lose your coach, but the players are still there. So that was my I told you so. 
Thanks, man. <laughs> Geo, you had to miss last week because of I mean, that Monday night short show was kind of your flu game, man. I took everything out of me. 104 degree fever, and you persevered for some dumb reason. Um, you guys, for the love of the game. <laughs> um, and love a league one. Of course. Um, I guess kind of what was your uh, shock, and I told you so, even though you weren't really around to make a prediction. Yeah. But... Um, I think Richmond putting up four goals on Tucson really surprised me. Um, I had a feeling they would win, or I, I really thought they were going to draw. I didn't know how good Richmond was going to be this season. But putting up four uh, really surprised me. Um, Greenville losing was definitely heartbreaking, but it wasn't the biggest shocker. Um, I knew we would have some struggles with uh, the different team that we have now and Fuego coming in and something to prove in their first game. Um, so I thought if we lost, it might have been one nothing. I was just disappointed we couldn't get a goal. I think we were unlucky there. Um, North Carolina FC beating Tormenta at home. Tormenta has a new look. North Carolina FC is coming off of winning the wooden spoon. Uh, you know, going from just playing a bunch of academy kids to, to competing against, you know, team that has a player from Tottenham on their team. Uh, it was pretty exciting. <laughs> um, you know, someone who shared the field with Harry Kane and whatnot. Um, but uh, that was an exciting game to watch, though. I mean, they they finally lost the, the XG battle there, but they took their one chance and they, they held on strong. Um, I The Madison-Chattanooga game also was really exciting. Uh, I watched uh, a good bit of that one and I went back in and watched the end when I saw Madison tied. A lot of people were, you know, thinking that they were going to lose pretty handily because uh, Chattanooga is a good team at home and they scored early, which is something they don't usually do. They usually like to keep those for late and late winners. Um, but Madison played you know, the spoiler and got a late goal and they, they look like an exciting team. So this season in League One is going to be really fun. Um, all around, I think it's going to be super competitive, and there's going to be some exciting games all season. Um, I guess most shocking thing was that um, Chattanooga Red Wolves were allowed to play a match at night. That was uh, yes. quite a shocker. Um, <laughs> um, Phil, a uh, shocker, and told you so. Um, yeah, I think. Well, I got to give a shout out to to Andy for talking about the. Uh, the non-pen call as the biggest shock uh in the locomotive game because Emmanuel Sanupe uh gets absolutely wiped out in the box um and uh gets nothing for it well free kick and a, and a booking rightfully so but it happened clearly in the box and the AR just has to do better but I'm not here to talk about refereeing decisions <laughs> um but uh but yeah I think I think I would just echo I would just echo Ryan in saying that the biggest shock for me is Tampa Bay like being that that flat like not just the fact that they drew nil nil that you know that can happen to anybody um but them going them going to oakland and getting that outplayed was was really shocking um told you so i i mean i know i wasn't the only one who picked lights to to beat battery um but i did want to give some some love give some flowers to to danny trejo because his start to the season has been absolutely unbelievable i think he's got five goals now um he he 
you know, once again showed up. I don't think Battery, having now seen them play in person and and on TV a couple times, I I'm not really seeing it yet from Battery. I don't think they're that good of a squad. I'm I'm a little I'm a little worried about them overall. Um, but I I don't think we could go um this show without just giving some love Danny Trejo's way because he's just been absolutely unbelievable to start the season. Um yeah, I mean I guess a bit of a, I told you so on the behalf of John. I mean, he put out his, you know, young players of the year and Danny Trejo was one of the first ones he put out there and everybody was like, but light's bad. And he was like, yeah, but Trejo good. Um, and once again, I'm reminding everybody that Cal Jennings might be one of the best strikers in the league. Um, I, again, why LAFC does not have him at least up there or sold him. I, it doesn't make sense. He's too good to be um in las vegas um, he almost single-handedly he almost single-handedly won some games for vegas last year like yeah there were some moments where, or at least try to get them some points because there was some moments where like he there was i think a san diego game where it was like san diego survived by the skin of their teeth but the only reason it was close is because of cal jennings i mean uh, he single-handedly won an area code match after match his first year i think he was their leading scorer after only being in the team for seven matches. And then area code let him walk for free in the 11, sign him and sell him to Las Vegas um, or to LAFC a month later. <laughs> that was one of the most ridiculous timelines. Um, oh, I do have one other big shock before, before you go, Kaylor, and I hate to cut you off, but my go. other big shock is FC Tulsa admin giving props to alan <laughs> despite be him being one of the few people from it this was sarcastic it was sarcasm i was laughing i was i was just that that, was good, that killed me how dare it you was, fc tulsa friendship was, ended with fc tulsa it was like a thanks obama <laughs> thanks alan i think <laughs> it very much was and boy do i have a surprise for them today <laughs> i mean come on that was just okay i was getting really excited because as most people realize i'm the admin of the usl show when i saw red bulls what yeah i know admin when... reveal Big shock. Um, that's like the when, that's like the mascot taking the head off, and you see who the oh, come on. Oh, all the magic sorry. and mystery is gone. Mickey Mouse. Sorry to sorry to pull the curtain back too much, but Deception. when I saw the second the second minute red card, and then 15 minutes later, Tulsa was down. I was oh, I had my Twitter fingers ready of just sending them like just a message and being like. And just sending them the same exact tweet that they sent us back, and then they end up winning because of freaking JJ Williams. Because of course it was JJ Williams. Why wouldn't it be him? God, I love you, you big beautiful man. God, I love you. Um, <laughs> um, that dude. I, why he wasn't like a linebacker at Kentucky, I don't know. Dude is a freak of nature, and uh, I miss him. Um, my biggest, I told you so was actually Richmond. Um, I thought that they were just a much better team. And I said it, he's not going to win it because he's a right back. But my vote for like, I guess, would it be like newcomer of the year or MVP, Stephen Payne, 
what an absolute freak. And he is going to be the reason they win a lot of matches this year. And that's an early, I told you so um, on his behalf, because he came out and showed out uh, my biggest shock. This one is not a result, but I, I just need to get this one off my chest. It, it has to be Romero. Uh, is it parks Romero parks for uh, Miami, the trademark Miami FC. You're down two goals. You get a goal back in the 77th minute. Instead of grabbing the ball out of the goal to try to gain the momentum, you do a backflip and celebrate and waste time doing backflips. I I don't – Miami is a team that's supposed to be, on paper, one of the top three teams in the East so far. They have four points, which I get glass houses with the Legion. But (laughs) this is one of those things of – your team was gaining momentum in that match and you lost it all by doing a little bit of acrobatics. And I don't know if anybody has talked to him about it. I don't know if anybody's going to, but that just, that was just mind numbing to me of why wouldn't you try to build on that momentum? Uh, Maybe he was hoping the backflip would flip his team into the lead. No. Mm. Against switchbacks. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure half the team for switchbacks can do backflips. In fact, one of them definitely did a backflip against Legion after he scored their second goal. Even well, to, well to be was fair, that? like I think switchbacks have given up like two goals. So like to score against the switchbacks might be like the greatest accomplishment you a, a player can receive this year when playing them at this point. I, I another reminder that Jeff Caldwell might be the best goalkeeper in the league. Um, I know his backline's been great, but Jesus Christ, Jeff Caldwell, what a freak of nature. Um, oh, oh, <laughs> Brew, Brew agrees. Brew is a Brew's a big keeper fan. Like anytime someone hypes up keepers, he just goes nuts like this. Every time. <laughs> I'll call him down real quick. Evan Newton. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously kidding. It worked. Boo. <laughs> I'm booing Phil, by the way. Not Silent. Just Silent. Need to, <laughs> no. Um, just need to make that one clear. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know this is like super early on, but would we want to go ahead and get into some predictions? Or because we this is a lot earlier than we normally do. Um, as much as I really want to talk about, you know, one Agudelo uh, signing for Legion, there I got off. I got off my chest. I'm I can go to bed happy now. Um, we have to shave some minutes off of all of the rest of the podcast to make up for the short show from last week. So I think it's, it's like we're gonna balance it out eventually. <laughs> eventually, we're banking. We're banking minutes now. <laughs> Eventually, the short show is going to be a five-minute show, and it's going to be like, hey, guys, soccer happened. Thank you. And then it yeah. cuts to Alan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a short show. If, if we beat Omaha, I will do a short show, quick, just two-minute show. Just two minutes. <laughs> Mic drop, and that's it. <laughs> you get on, boom, and then just that's cut it. to Alan. Yeah, I'll have, stupid, <laughs> I'll have the stupid belt over my shoulder and everything. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and hop into some predictions. Uh, this week we included some U.S. Open Cup. Um, we did not 
including the matches tonight. We just, I mean, some of them were still going on and then, you know, decided to go for the ones on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, so we're going to start with the three U.S. Open Cup matches and then we'll get into the league matches. Uh, we're going to start with Ryan and it's going to be uh, North Carolina versus Rio Grande. I think RGV gets a result here. Um, I know the travel is probably going to be really difficult for RGV to go to carry and then have to make the return leg back home to host Indy 11 later this weekend. But I just still think that they're a bit more talented than NCFC is this weekend or than NCFC is. So I back RGV to win. Alan? Um, yeah, I, I went with RGV as well. I don't, I don't feel necessarily great about any of these open cup matchups. Um, like I was, uh, my kids were like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm having to, I'm predicting scores for the open or games for the open cup. And they're like, oh, okay. They didn't know what I was talking about. Um, yeah, I went with RGV. I, I think they're going to be fine. Um, but who knows? Weirder things have happened, right? I guess so. Um, I mean, we've seen a couple weird things already tonight as um, Ryan looks into the eyes of God. Um, Geo. <laughs> I went with RGV also. I, I don't think North Carolina can pull this big of an upset. Uh, I actually made this my lock also. Um, mm. I haven't, I'm having a lot of faith in the championship team here. So uh, if I've learned anything, I just hope that I learned that North Carolina is not very good. And RGV can at least beat them. So. the uh yeah yeah i've got rgv as well and i think it i think it just comes down to rgv is a is a better squad and they'll they'll get it done i went with um i went with the uh, north carolina here um you know never underestimate the magic of the cup and also if there's one thing that can equalize is the great equalizer in any of these cup matches we've seen it all the time it's a great goalkeeper and you're not going to find many goalkeepers better in america right now than nick holiday um but he is, didn't play pulisic played the other day so i don't know did he really mm-hmm. he started wow well yeah. if he does if he does start um that's a great equalizer out there because all day is ridiculous. Um, so that's that one's uh, that one's my cup set. I think that's my major cup set. Um, next up, we got battery versus tormenta. I still think that Charleston has to get it figured out at some point. I th- I keep beating this drum every week, saying that like it can't get this bad. It can't keep spiraling for the club. So my hope is that they just grind out a really. A result here, whether it's pretty or not, but it would not surprise me if they would struggle in this one and it would be a fluke goal or a PK defeat, but Charleston wins. I went, I, this was like a coin flip to me. I think like Tormenta can do enough to get something out of this. Like, like they might even force PKs and like not win, but advance on PKs. Um, which we'll have to like figure out how we're going to score that. Is that like if you pick them to win and they advance on PKs, you don't get a point because it's not a win? I don't know. Um, I'd, say win. Win is a, I'd say win is a win. These are picking outcomes. Yeah. It's not a win. It it's advancing a on PKs. If, if you advance, on that's hill. a win. 
because this is how this is how we talk so much crap on Phoenix because they've won like one playoff game in the past three years because they've all been advancing on PKs because it comes goes down as a draw in the in the official rule in the official transcripts of the game. Anyway, off my soapbox again. Um, I picked Charleston not because I I felt great about it, like. It just felt like I'm choosing between like two kind of okay hamburger places. Like I'm gonna be happy either way with whether whatever team wins. Like Tormenta wins, great. I don't get murdered by a bird. Uh, Battery wins. Like hey, maybe this like kicks off their season. Um, so I, but I went with Battery. I think I, I think they have enough talent to like sneak one um, and get like a. Uh, uh, Get get a nice little counterattacking goal in there, and and feel good about getting a win. I think Tormenta's going to win. Pull up the cup set. I think uh, Charleston doesn't. They haven't been looking great. Uh, they looked okay in preseason, but I think overall they're just not playing hot right now. Tormenta has nothing to lose. Might as well go for it. Um, they want to beat a good team in South Carolina, the second or maybe third best team in South Carolina. Uh, just go ahead and beat Charleston. Um, I think it'll be a fun game. I, I think it'll be evenly evenly matched. Uh, Trementa played really good in preseason against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is known to be a good team, that, even though they didn't play well over the weekend. But um, I think they can pull something off. They'll go head-to-head. I don't think they'll play scared either. Um, so it'll be a really good one. But I think Trementa will pull off a win, whether it's a – draw and go to pks or if they just outright beat them uh, it'll be good though mm. quick update yeah. uh omaha um, just scored and uh san antonio is a runner of fun and we hate them officially this is an anti-harry podcast um <laughs> and screw you omaha i've liked the one going on right now it's okay it's fine. It's Tuesday. Trademark. Oh no! It's an own goal. Oh, it is an own goal. That's so unfortunate. That was a beautiful header, though. Um, Phil, sorry to interrupt. That was just shocked. Yo, I mean, I'm I'm as as the nation's largest uh, defeaters fan. I'm I'm devastated at the moment. <laughs> um, best na- like for the sheer the sheer name. Like they deserve to make it as far as possible in the Open Cup because. An MLS team having to like put that on a brochure or a pro match day program or whatever is just like that's the dream. Like D apostrophe feeders. Um, unbelievable. Anyways, I uh no, I had Tormenta win in this one too, and Geo's Geo's gonna be upset with me on my on my picks because I I didn't pick Greenville in the next one. So spoilers. Yeah. Oh, spoilers, man. Um I picked Charleston here. Um I I really just I don't believe in either team really. I I Tormenta's good. I feel like they got unlucky, but then I, I don't know. This yeah, this one is hard. This one might be the hardest one on this entire predictions because one of them's has the potential to be great. The other one could be great, but are just what's going on it's it's so weird that's the magic of the cup um next up greenville versus oakland 
I don't think any of us should label this really as a cup set. I think a lot of people are going into this game expecting Greenville to be at least slightly favored with this result. Oakland has a very tough trip and having to make the cross country journey for this one. Greenville has no game this week, so it can truly go all out. Although Oakland also is off for the weekend as well. So I think it'll be a very exciting and great game, but I'm backing the triumph to win. Yeah, I think if this was in Oakland, I would have probably picked Oakland with this being in Greenville. I think it does give them uh, an advantage um, that I think Greenville can use the momentum of uh, their home fans uh, to propel them to play probably at an even higher level. Um, And, you know, anytime you're playing a league up, you want to, that's a big game, right? You want to prove that, like, as Greenville, that, we're just not the best team in League One, but we're going to take out a playoff team that, you know, was on it like top four in the Western Conference last year through the playoffs, right? Like final four of the Western Conference. So I think there's a lot to play for for Greenville, and I think that um, being at home is really going to help them. So I picked Greenville as well. I had to back my boys on this one. I think uh, Oakland traveling all the way to Greenville um, – it's definitely an advantage to us. It's not an easy trip, you know, a couple stops to get all the way from Oakland to here. Um, you know, and they left it all out on the field against Tampa Bay, gave it all they had to, to get a win, and they, they couldn't get it. So I'm sure they'll come in wanting to get a win in this. But uh, with the travel, and I think, uh, you know, our team might have some fresh, a little bit fresher legs. Uh, we had our first game. You know, it was disappointing. So I think we'll have a point to prove at home. Uh, we don't want to lose two games at home, and especially against an opponent like Oakland, um, who's pretty competitive. And I think they have a good team. They got some good players from Syria and, and all over, and uh, they have one of the best players in Charlie Dennis from the USL League One from last season, who's playing really well. Uh, so I think we have, you know, point to prove this week. Uh, and I, I don't think it would be considered a cup set, just because I think a lot of people rate Greenville. And they know that they could beat any given team on, you know, on a good day with some of the quality that we have and with Harks being our coach leading our boys. So, um, but I see us winning, pulling this one out and it would be a good start to our season going into a a bye week. I think no matter what Greenville is going to have a slight lean, but I mean, it doesn't help that Oakland had the start that they did. I mean, the Rowdies match is one thing, but the rest of the matches have been bad. Um, so I took Greenville in this too. Um, by the way, Greenville kit drop. Oh, beautiful. I like it a lot. Um, next up, we have Tulsa, our favorite team, versus we the just... Riverhounds. <laughs> So, wait, hold on. I got to hear what Whitefield thinks that Oakland's going to be Greenville. Oh, I mean, I, I think they're coming off a good performance. I think they'll have some confidence coming into this one. And I uh, I think, yeah, I just, I think they get it done. And besides, I needed to differentiate a little bit because I was picking the same as everybody okay, else. That's all you had to say. That's all you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to gotta find points somewhere. I'm, yeah. I'm dead last. I got I to gotta scrape them where I can get them. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate 
there is an El Paso joke in there somewhere. It's it's hey the connections there. I I feel like my picks have been you know I'm, I'm making them in good faith. I'm I'm really like putting forth the effort. I'm doing the doing the research. I'm watching the games, and I I just have nothing to show for it. That's you know. What's the saying? Tom's a flat circle or whatever. Just take the Allen Underwood approach from last week and just whatever you're thinking, do the opposite. Yeah. All right. So going back to our Golden Birds of Tulsa. I think are winning in their Derby match and uh, the Riverhounds of Pittsburgh. Tulsa are indeed winning in their match currently, but I picked Pittsburgh to win this one. I think Pittsburgh like truly showed their form against a slightly better than most people would think Loudoun United team. I know we've been beating Loudoun United's drum for a while, but Pittsburgh with a 2-0 win last week, I think shows that they're still one of the better teams of the conference. And just going into Tulsa, who had a 3-2 to win over New York Red Bulls too this past weekend, and even with a lot of us picking them, I think Pittsburgh just can just get the job done and uh, get out of there with a win. Uh, Tulsa is also losing that Open Cup match, but... Um... <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> I am going to pick Tulsa and they are my lock for the week. Unbelievable. That's it. That's it. <laughs> are you wow. happy, Tulsa? Are you happy? <laughs> they like it. Thanks, admin. Look at what you've done to this show. <laughs> Torn it apart from its very so, core. <laughs> I, I didn't go as far as locking them. But I did pick them. I just want them to say my name, tweet my name. <laughs> just thank you, Geo. At least for something positive, not for like, not a, a, a sarcastic backhand. But thanks, Geo. You you had our back last week, and this week, you know, the, you know, send me a kid or something. I don't know. <laughs> So you're going to see a, the logical the logical movement of Allen picking Tulsa and making them the lock because they tweeted him. Geo is picking Tulsa to get tweeted by them. I am picking Pittsburgh and making them my lock because they didn't say anything to me. So that's <laughs> so we've got the whole we've got the whole spectrum here of uh, of moral like responses. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, first time this season that we've had two uh, people pick a certain game to be a lock and it's opposing results against each other. And at least do the full spectrum of results. Sean had picked this game to be a draw. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if Phil's picking Pittsburgh, I feel pretty good about it. Hey, <laughs> hey to, any team I'm, to, any, to any team I'm not picking, you're welcome. For the result this weekend, like you're welcome <laughs> for winning. To, to to be fair, Phil is like only he's only in last place by one point behind me. So I mean, yeah. it's this is yeah, <laughs> whatever. This, gonna be, this is gonna be ugly. This is gonna I'll be a draw, win. and we're both. It's a draw. You both win, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, Phil. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I picked Tulsa. Go Hounds. <laughs> I picked Tulsa. Not because of the admin honestly one oak is just a ridiculously hard place to play um and i think we have seen you know pittsburgh go away from home and you know against a detroit city uh get a draw and i think that tulsa is a better team right now than detroit city and going away from home going to the baseball pitch you know it's not as wide as they're used to playing i think 
this is a result that Tulsa grinds out. And it's probably going to be J.J. Williams again, you big, beautiful man. Um, I, what man, up? I can't what? take Pittsburgh. Uh, the Steel Army has bad takes. I just I can't have <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll just leave it at that, but that's definitely a, 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 a follow that, that will not be a follow much longer. Woof. Um, next up is Tampa <laughs> There's Bay. There's a joke in that woof. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up is Tampa Bay versus the. I backed the uh, Rowdies to get this one. It was interesting. If you look back at the season series last year, it was a split result, two wins from both sides. And it was basically you win the game that was at home. The Rowdies had lost both meetings and trips in Miami two to one. That was in uh, the middle of July over the course of a two week period. But I just think Tampa Bay, uh, they're playing a lot better than what I think Miami's doing right now. And they always try and play up for these games. So uh, I think they'll take a result here, and they're, I'm making them my lock of the week. Interesting. I had a tough time with this one because I can I can see a world in which the the Miami wins this match or at least gets something out of it. It's like it's one of the timelines that exist. Um, I just don't think we're on that timeline, so I'm picking Tampa Bay. <laughs> Geo. Geo. <laughs> not, not that Spider-Man timeline. <laughs> um, I'm going with ten. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Can you guys yeah. hear me? Yeah, yeah, man. We got you. I think I'm freezing over here. It's fine. Going we... with Tampa. <laughs> All right. Just because. <laughs> Just because Tampa. Yes. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Um, next up, man, yeah. there's one prediction. He's out. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I think I think Tampa responds. Um, and I think we haven't we haven't really seen the best of of Miami yet. I don't think, but. Um... <laughs> The traveler from another dimension, um, but yeah, the uh, I, I, yeah, I think we see a response from Tampa Bay. I think Miami has played their best when they're already trailing for some reason. So I, yeah, I think I think Tampa Bay is is getting the win here. Over under um, a half a backflip happening in this match. Go <laughs> um, backflips per ninety. <laughs> all right i'm tweeting at john right now um so i took uh the bf rate is off the charts <laughs> <laughs> i picked i picked uh tampa bay here which means the is winning um those are just the rules um yeah until miami does it until they give me a reason to believe i'm not going to and that's because I've fallen for them for two years in a row. And I'm tired of being hurt. I'm tired of falling for your tricks, stupid fake magic city. Um, next up is neither one of them are in the chat, so we can't have them fight. But it's the Harry Andy Darby. Um, it is Orange County versus San Antonio. 
picked a draw for this one. I definitely could see either team getting a result here, but I think just a draw would probably seem like a pretty fair result. San Antonio coming off that aforementioned 2-0 defeat to uh, Phoenix Rising last week, and then it's actually been a minute since Orange County had their last meeting uh, or had their last game, which was the 1-1 draw with New Mexico. So I think that they can at least uh, get a point off of this San Antonio team. Um, I have, I was not convinced by San Antonio. I thought they were the least convincing team to, uh, start out hot. I know they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, so right now they, their attack is not great. Um, which against an orange County who likes to defend, um, is probably not going to be super successful. Uh, and I think orange County, um, again, I think can nick a goal off of them, um, and keep them. I see this as like a one nil game. Um, and I, I picked Orange County. I think they can sneak a win here. Um, you got you to gotta put some respect on the star, right? I guess. I don't know. I just don't want Andy to be mad at me. <laughs> We're picking picks now just based off of salty tweets. I just don't want to get cyber bullied anymore, guys. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, I have no rhyme or reason why I picked San Antonio other than I really hope I'm right and I get some points. Fair enough. <laughs> I just, Fair I'm, I'm just trying to get, get catch up to Kayla here. Um, I've watched a couple of their games, but I haven't watched enough. Uh, it was just a, a, I didn't want to go for a draw, so I picked, a, I picked San Antonio. Yeah, I've got, I've got San Antonio as well. I think they've. They've found a way in the in in their wins. Um, Got to change it now. <laughs> and I think, uh, I yeah, I think they find a way in this one. I think it's the same kind of deal, though. I think they're going to grind it out. I could see that like two one sort of sort of result. I'm sitting here and pulling back the curtain a little bit. We kind of we picked these beforehand, and we're just kind of talking about it now. I really want to change my mind. I pick San Antonio and I want to pick Orange County. San Antonio's without their three, you know, offensive, you know, their three strikers. And Orange County still has a good defense. Um, I'm, the more and more I'm sitting here, the more and more I'm talking myself into Orange County winning, which probably means I should still take San Antonio. Uh, no, I'm not taking it. I, my first instinct was right. Dang it. Uh, we're going, we're going San Antonio. I don't feel good about that one though. Um, next up is Rio Grande versus Indy. I think this one's going to be a really interesting game just for which Rio Grande team is going to show up. It's going to depend a lot on what team is go we're going to see in the open cup this week. Uh, you could probably kind of guess what team just based off the lineups, but I think Rio Grande, and we've spoken a lot how often it is just how difficult that is a place to go and get a result. And for Indy, who's already struggling to start this year, or I think uh, they're going to just struggle continue to, they're going to continue to struggle if they make the trip to Texas. So I'll back Rio Grande Valley on this one. Um. I, I can I can see that argument. I think is this is one that I I was kind of stuck on a bunch today, uh, but I I really think RGV is gonna uh, 
get a draw against Indy 11. Um, I, I think Indy 11 can be good enough, but it's it's a tough place. I, I just, I'm like, again, and I'm thinking nil nil, nothing super exciting, nothing super fun. Uh, I'm going to pick a draw. I, I, I know we picked before the Open Cup game, but after Indy losing, I'm feeling even more confident about RGV winning. Uh, I just don't think Indy looks very good. I'm sorry to all my Indy friends, but a um, little bit that I've watched them, I haven't been impressed at all. Um, so I really don't think they're going to pull up a win or a draw in this case, so RGV to win this one. Yeah, I, uh, I I did make a genuine mistake in the pick. I, I'm going RGV, and it's simply based on history. Mark Lowry has never won. He's never gotten a point in in Edinburgh. Um, it, he's lost all three of his trips there with El Paso Locomotive, and I think I think they lose again. Mm. Uh, good thing he's in Indy. <laughs> Is it? Um, I... <laughs> I say that I really like the city of Indy. Um, it's a really nice place. Should go sometime. Um, should be noted that this is John's lock of the week, um, which makes me afraid because what does he know? Um, <laughs> I took Rio Grande oh, wow. here. I I don't know. I just <laughs> I don't know why. I I don't believe in Indy. But the thing is, is I should believe in them considering they looked really good against Loose City. And what is this St. Louis team? Are they a next team or are they just an MLS team? You know what I mean? We don't know. I, I'm still going Rio Grande because that place is just purgatory for all for all clubs. Um, next up is Loudon, uh, our champions, versus... Louisville City. Uh, I don't want to say that the hype train on Louding United is rest in peace March Whoa. 12th through hey. April 5th. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do at least want to point out that uh, despite all of that, we've uh, I we've had Loudon in our picks for the past two weeks now. A lot of us have already picked against them these head-to-head games. We're already looking at kind of more the business end of their season, and I'm taking Louisville to win this game, but please know, Loudon, that you're still within our hearts of the people's champion. People's <laughs> champion. Um, ugh. I'm picking Louisville, um, and, but I have a feeling like there's going to be some really weird red card and it's going to end up as a draw, and everyone's going to hate themselves for picking Louisville, uh, but I'm going to stick with Louisville. I'm going with Louisville also. Uh, Loudon's still going to win the whole thing, the whole shebang, some way or another. I said it, and I, and I go by it. Um, but uh, I'm going with Louisville for this week. Uh, they, they get, uh, Loudon will be the comeback kings, uh, but not to, not this week. Yeah, Louisville just continues their strong start to the season, I think, with a, with another win. And and we saw that Loudon is, in fact, human um this past weekend so i think uh i think louisville compounds compounds that as much as i want i don't want to pick against my chess piece boys um lose city's legit um they're ridiculous this is nothing against you loudon we love you 
please admin love us um which we're all picking louisville which means loudon's gonna win so congratulations good job loudon um yeah it's loose city um next up oh gosh i've lost it um we are going on to our league one and where we have the kit boys versus union omaha who won their open cup match via on goal i'll pick a draw with this one i think I mean, we still haven't probably seen enough of either team with Madison having the 1-1 draw at Chattanooga earlier this week and Omaha now having basically just two games of reference. But uh, even with the midweek game coming up for Omaha in the Cup hosting uh, Cleveland SC, I think they'll use that momentum, but it's still going to be a fairly even game, so a draw. Um, I picked Union Omaha. Um because Connor Tobin never doesn't play for Ford Madison anymore. So I think uh, they lose that little <laughs> bit of magic that they had in a player who comically refers to himself as third person. Uh, not that he normally does. He just does it for his Twitter, which is uh, amazing. If you're not following him, some loyal guys were talking. He's like, where do I know that name? I'm like, you guys don't know that name. Like, come on. Like this is USL royalty almost uh, with his work with the player players association as well. Uh, a class guy. So now that he's gone, um, I, I think Ford Madison might not have that little extra spark. Um, so I had to pick Union Omaha. Plus, we've had uh, Union Omaha on the podcast. Um, or we haven't had Ford Madison yet. So Fair Ford enough. Madison, if you want to, if you want me to pick you, we can let's get you on the. We can, but do we want to? It depends. We'll see. They say they say that I don't say enough nice things about him. The admin himself says it. Like the day, when will the day come that Gio says something nice about Madison? I um, do have. I think their this might be old, the nicest thing. I, I do have one of their old school keeper kits, though the the pink the pink flamingo one, <laughs> like the OG one. I have it's in my closet. Yeah, I'll never wear one of their kits. That's for sure. But I did pick. I did pick a draw for this game. Don't think that uh, this is the nicest thing I'll ever say. I think they looked decent the other day uh, against Chattanooga well, at home, no, and so I think. No, how did they play? How? No, <laughs> they did. They did a thing. They scored a goal. <laughs> they scored a goal, so I think that'll be enough against Omaha. Um, Omaha didn't impress me today. The, you know, looking down at the against the menace, uh, they had a lot of chances, but. but they didn't look scary. They didn't look, you know, they really miss Evan Conway. Uh, they really miss Greg Hurst. Um, and I think they'll continue to miss them. Um, and I think Madison is going to be an improved team. And I think they'll at least get, I really was going to pick Madison to win, but I didn't want to go that far yet. But we'll, we'll go with the draw. We'll see what happens. I did go that far and I picked, I picked Madison to win it. Um, I just, I just, you know, I, I think, um, we'll see, we'll see what tomorrow night holds. Um, I think Madison coming out of an open cup game a day later is a little bit of a disadvantage. Um, but like you said, I think Omaha's it's a little bit questionable goal scoring. Um, and do they have the firepower again this year? Um, so yeah, I think Madison squeak one out. I mean, what I saw out of, uh, union Omaha tonight, it's not really an indictment against Union Omaha. I think this is just a reminder for the rest of 
the USL world that USL League Two is still really good. I'm pretty sure uh, League Two Academy just went down and won the uh, USL uh, Academy uh, Cup. So there's talent in these USL Two teams. So don't discount them because there are some freaks sitting down there in those uh, League Two. Um, but I did pick Union Omaha. I didn't really trust what I saw out of. Um, I didn't really trust what I saw out of uh, Ford Madison. They they looked fine. Um, they played fine as well. Um, but I don't know. I I just did. I just don't believe. I just don't believe. Um, and then finally, we have Richmond versus the Pinballs. I think this is an interesting fixture. Both Richmond and uh, Northern Colorado have to go on the road on uh, April 6th for their cup game, which is actually a local, at least as local as they can get for both teams. Richmond playing uh, Northern Virginia, Colorado Springs hosting Northern Colorado. But I just think with uh, the league was really difficult on their scheduling for Northern Colorado not to give them an opening week match and to have to do a cup game against a very informed switchback team's in midweek and then make the cross country trek to play Richmond in the same week. It's a really tall order. So I'm back in the kickers to win. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with all of those things. Um, traveling in color within Colorado is um, <laughs> on, on a map. It looks, Oh, that's not too bad for as like, like a Californian, but then you like put it into map quest and then you actually have to drive it. And it's, it's a lot. Um, so even traveling within Colorado is going to be a, an interesting trek for them. Um, I, I think this Colorado team can be competitive. I just don't think they're going to be competitive right now um, against a kickers team that looks, that looks look pretty good. Um, and plus again, Two, second week in a row, their throwback kits are legit. So I'm going to pick them again. I almost made them my lock, but I don't. I wasn't as like as confident. To like, and I almost made Greenville my lock because G almost talked me into it. But um, I, I think <laughs> kickers can do can do it. Yeah, I didn't want to bully you into it, but I did try to sneak it in. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, Richmond's going to pull off a win. I that they haven't lost at home. I believe the last time they lost was the home opener last season, if I'm correct, um, against Greenville, which was an away goal when we were down to 10 men. So it, it wasn't like it wasn't pretty. Richmond is a hard team at home um, in North, Northern Colorado. I don't think they're going to start off as hot as Fuego did. Um, I think they're going to have some holes, and I think uh, switchbacks are going to find them. And so they'll go into that game most likely with a loss. Um, and Richmond's going to come out strong and have a point to prove against the new guys. Um, so I, I think Richmond's going to pull this off. Um, and it might be a close game, but I, I still pull, pull for Richmond for this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this Richmond team held on to a lot of pieces that maybe people thought they wouldn't this summer. Um, Terzaghi's like a good example. I know he's a little bit older, but like unbelievable scoring record scored again in a, you know, I mean, it's, it is Tucson, but it is that it's a dominant four nil win to start the season for Richmond. I think they, they start as they mean to go on. Um, they've got a lot of really good pieces in that side. And I think they, I think they show their class over, over Northern Colorado. Look, 
This one's my lock of the week, and it was not even close. Richmond quickly has shown to be the early class of the USL League One. And what? What? What, Gio? <laughs> what do you have to say about it, pal? We'll um, well, I'm, look, we'll, we'll Richmond, talk later. <laughs> Richmond came out swinging, and they're not going to stop. They they look great. Their defense is awesome. I mean, come on. What more could you ask for? And this is, you know, a new team all rolling out and maybe a little bit of growing pains. And like Gio said, they do have a kangaroo, which is pretty sick. Um, so that's my lock of the week. Um, Stephen Payne for MVP. Mark it down. Um, that's all of our predictions. Um, any parting USL thoughts before we wrap it up tonight. Cool. All right. What's uh final thoughts from everybody? Phil? I am uh it is 10:15 p.m. here on the East Coast and we are 15 minutes away from El Paso Locomotive kicking off against Central Valley Fuego, so I'm looking forward to uh, you know, USL championship v league one after dark so um yeah uh just praying to god that we don't fuck this up <laughs> yeah uh that's gonna be a fun game i'm gonna stay up for a little while to watch it um but uh, i'm really looking forward to the open cup i'm glad it's back uh, my atlanta united are still the champions uh till this day but uh you know i hope <laughs> I, uh, I really hope that a League One team can definitely make a run. Um, it'll just make the league better. It'll be a good, uh, just good for all the players involved. We've seen a lot of players make moves up, and I think this is a good way to to show that and the quality that we have. Um, so against these championship teams and so on, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we need a USL Cup now, for sure, Sir Allen. Uh, it is 7.19 p.m. in San Diego, and, I mean, I can watch this game and still be in bed by, like, 9.30, 10. So uh, I think I'm going to have one screen up with the uh, Orange County match and the other screen with the Central Valley. I'm able to just, like, do halvesies on my computer. Um, I'm excited. Like, I know San Diego is super excited to get the Open Cup kicked off. This is the third season they played, and they've yet to play an Open Cup game. Uh, but unfortunately, it's going to cost people $35 to get in because uh, that's what ASC San Diego is charging. Uh, but good on them, right? Like uh, a team trying to make a bunch of money when they can. You can't fault them for that. Uh, so we go tomorrow night. I'm going to be excited to see my first Open Cup match in person. So like I'm also like personally stoked uh, for this opportunity to, to witness uh, U.S. soccer history in the making. Uh, the greatest cup competition that no one knows about. So. I'm stoked. Alan. Ryan Allen. And I would say if we're talking about uh, sporting events, you could stay up for it provides a perfect weekend uh, this week for staying up for the Formula One uh, Australian Grand Prix that starts at 1 a.m. Australia, uh, 1 a.m. East Coast time uh, with the race being held in Melbourne. So if you want to have your uh, Premier League in the morning, uh, USL, in the afternoon and evening and then stay up late for formula one 
early Sunday morning, that would be a pretty decent sports day. Plus, you have uh, City Liverpool to look forward to on Sunday. So a full weekend of sports and sitting on the couch and watching it. It's nice. going to be a nil-nil draw. I'm going to hate every minute of it. <laughs> I'm just hoping Daniel Ricardo can perform well. <laughs> oh, man. And draw. Um, but win. <laughs> Um, so I guess a couple things. Um, the open cup is coming to Tuscaloosa, which is really exciting. Um, I don't have to drive to Birmingham. So I, the stadium is literally walking distance from here. So I finally feel like a, a proper European person so I can just walk to the grounds. So that's pretty cool. Um, the biggest, uh, my biggest takeaways um, or my my biggest thing I had um, non-soccer related. I had um, two exams today. Um, one of them went well. The other one, God help me. Um, so I was like, ah, I'm mad. I'm going to do something. So I went out and threw a baseball for the first time in like two years. Not going to lie. I'm just going to brag on myself. I'm kind of nasty. I'm not going to lie. So Hey, uh, Birmingham Barons, if uh, there's an injury crisis, I'm right here. I'm ready to go. I might top out at 75, but that's okay. You need me. Um, so that <laughs> that's it for me. My, I was going to say, who did, who did you hit? Is that why you were nasty? I threw a baseball and I hit somebody? Um, there was a net that was stopping me from hitting somebody. Um, there was a good chance there was a five-year-old that might have been on the receiving end if the net wasn't there. But I broke off one good curveball and I felt like a god. So that's all that matters. <laughs> so that's it for me. Any, any other words? Anything sitting on the mind? Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. And to everybody who is watching the podcast version of this, thank or listening to the podcast version of this. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Um, it means the world to us. We have a lot of fun stuff. We got kit season coming out tomorrow. Uh, Thursday, we have another short show. Short show. It could be short. I don't know. And then Friday, we finally have away days. Um, it is unfortunately me hosting it. So if you are tired of me, I don't blame you if you skip it. But please give it a watch. Um, uh, away days is finally back. And hopefully we'll get back and getting more of those in circulation. So... Thank you everybody so much for watching and listening and until Thursday or Tuesday, it's been the USL show. Cue Alan's voice. <laughs> Thank you for watching another episode of the USL show. This and every episode is brought to you by the beautiful game network. Find podcasts and other written work at BGN.FM. Once again, thanks for stopping by and we'll see you guys again next week. <laughs>